Kura, this program is brought to you by Wellington Access Radio. Wellington Access Radio, make your voice heard. Uh, kia ora, uh, my name's Compass and I'm hosting uh, this week's uh, Speak Out on 106.1 FM. Um, so what I'm going to be talking about today is Day of Silence, um, which is an international awareness campaign um, that Inside Out has brought here to New Zealand, which it's basically a campaign um, trying to make schools and workplaces um, just more safe, um, you know, physically, emotionally, mentally, all that kind of stuff um, for students and people um, in workplaces and all that. Um, so basically um, what happens is um, if you're at a school – um, I'm still a last year high school student, so I've organized this year's Day of Silence. And basically what we're doing is uh, we get stickers from Inside Out, um, which is just a nice way to visually represent Day of Silence, really. Um, we're giving everybody that you know stickers, so everybody just knows about it. And it opens up a lot of conversation, I feel. Um, like with Pink Shirt Day earlier on this year, um, at my school, I gave out stickers and it kind of just like snowballed. By the end of the day, there were like pink shirt day stickers everywhere telling people not to bully. And it was it was super cool to see. Um, day of Silence is on August 18th, uh, which is a Saturday. So uh, we're working around that by um, doing it on the 17th of August. Hopefully that's fine. I'm sure it will be. Um, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, um, and actually, uh, a cool thing that's also happening at um, my school is that that same week, um, Amnesty International is doing Freedom Week, which is basically encouraging people to stand up for human rights and be an upstander, not a bystander, um, as as they're saying, um, which I completely encourage. Um, and that kind of got me thinking about what I want to do for... Um, day of silence and you know I want to remember the people that were silenced um for so many years because they just couldn't talk about their identity um whether that was their sexual orientation or their gender identity um and luckily we don't have that big an issue um at least not as big as it was back then with us having organizations like Inside Out and um it being legal to be part of the LGBT community, which I'm very thankful for. Thank you. Um, yeah, but I, I kind of wanted to take the that spirit of Freedom Week and kind of bring it to um, Day of Silence by talking about some LGBT um, activists. So I've got a couple lined up. Um, but first, let's listen to a song. Um, this is Saw You in a Dream by the Japanese House. Um, they're just awesome musician and I totally recommend them. So this is Saw You in a Dream by the Japanese House.
That was Saw You in a Dream by The Japanese House. Um, I just love that song. And yeah, I totally recommend that you go listen to some more of their music. Um, so as I was saying before, that lovely musical interlude, um, I want to talk about some uh, LGBT activists. And where better to start than with an, a Māori a trans woman um, named Carmen Lupe. Hopefully I'm saying her last name wrong. I'm sorry if I'm not. Um, so basically, Carmen uh, grew up in uh, rural New Zealand, um, you know, doing the, the usual small town girl moves to a big city, moved to Auckland, um, and then basically joined the army at, um, in 1955 and um, was a nurse in the army, which um, is, you know, that was a part of life. And um, basically, um, Carmen, you know, bef during their, I'm guessing, exploring their identity, um, she did drag. And apparently, um, while she was in the army, she did drag and did performances for the soldiers there. Um, and I, I can't find anything about how well it was received, but, you know, drag is 
honestly an amazing art form, so I can't understand people not appreciate, uh, appreciating it. Um, so um, after that, she, she served in the military for, for two years and then moved to Australia um, uh, when she had, and that's when she adopted her name, um, Carmen, which apparently was inspired by the 1954 film Carmen Jones, which I've never seen, but I'm very interested in seeing. Um, and basically just um, got really into drag and stopped wearing men's clothes altogether, which, you know, I, don't we all wish we could do that? I, re I do love pants, though. They're a good time. Um, yeah, so uh, during that time, um, the, the 19, 1950s, early 1960s, um, the, the police were still super against um, LGBT persons. So um, apparently she was arrested a lot and got beaten a lot, which uh, sadly was pretty common. Um, you know, we've heard stories about it in... Greenwich Village where the Stonewall riots happened and we know that that happened quite a bit here in New Zealand and in Australia um, which thankfully we as LGBT people don't have to don't have to face at least not from the police um, which is also once again very great um, so yeah basically um, 1968 um, Sydney became too much with all the harassment, moved back to Wellington, and this is my favourite part. She opened up a coffee bar slash brothel, which I think is the greatest combination in human history. Like, when I was a kid, I always wanted to open up, like, a jazz bar slash um, tattoo parlour, but I feel like she she took it that step further. Um <laughs> Which, um, yeah, it's pretty, pretty cool. And um, she did a lot of activism work and um, basically she um, challenged a lot of discrimination. Uh, she tried to, um, uh, you know, she worked towards getting um, the LGBT uh, community decriminalized um, and trying to break down that discrimination. Um, 1977... Carmen ran for mayor of Wellington, um, which is so, so cool. We need more diversity within our government. And, uh, you know, because once we have we reflect the people that live in this country, we can start, you know, working towards making this country a more inclusive space. And I think we're super lucky because we do have a lot of diversity in our government. And I suddenly went very off track and started talking about politics. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, this is a political program. Um, yeah, so uh, she she supported gay marriage, um, uh, which is super cool, don't we all? Um, and uh, worked towards legalizing prostitution, which um, is super cool because... Uh, we've seen it across the board. I think New Zealand was um, one of the first places to decriminalize um, prostitution. And um, basically, it just makes, because sex work is something that happens and has happened for centuries, but it just makes it safer for people within that community because, or that within that um, uh, career, because it means that the people are more likely to come forward to the police um, if 
you know, they face harassment or something simply because they know that they won't um, be locked up or something because um, because of their their job. Um, she also railed for sex education in school, nude beaches, and decriminalizing abortion. Um, and she didn't really she didn't win while um, she was she was uh, with us. Uh, she died in two thousand eleven. Um, but I think um, as of today, all of her proposed reforms are now legal in New Zealand, which is so cool. Um, and it's really great to see that these really cool LGBT activists have been working towards um, these things that a lot of the time are still quite taboo um, and that we really need to work towards, um, you know, either getting rid of that stigma towards them or, you know, giving people more information. And they're super important things um, and definitely big um, topics. Um, And... Um, what I think, how actually, how I found out about Carmen and I decided to talk about her is that on Cuba Street, I realized that the green light was not your usual stickman, was in fact a lovely, lovely woman, um, who have, who appeared to have, you know, a big, a big weave, some big hair. And I, I got interested in seeing who that was. And turns out that is actually Carmen. Um, which is super cool. And I love that Cuba Street has kind of just become the gayest place in Wellington. Like they were um, proposing making a a zebra crossing that's um, rainbow. And I'm all for that. I feel like we just need, Cuba Street needs to be the gayest it can be, even if that means like painting all of the um, buildings rainbow. Like I'm all for it. And I (laughs) I would love that. And I would just spend like all of my time there. Um, not gonna lie. Um, yeah, so that pretty much is a, a brief overview of um, Carmen and her life. And she's she is a super cool person and somebody that I look up to a lot. Um, and I think that we can all learn from. And ho- and you know, like we don't hear a lot about um, New Zealand activists, or at least it's not LGBT activists. Um, simply because that part of our history was kind of quelched down, you know, we don't we don't talk about it, and in general, we don't know a lot about um, New Zealand history. I reckon, like, definitely not as much as we know about um, European history or American history. Um, so I shall finish up um, this section, and we're going to listen to another song, um, and. This song is ACDC by Joan Jett. Um, And this was actually one of the first queer songs I ever heard um, because I I got into um, Joan Jett when I must have been like 13, 14, um, after I'd uh, had my revelation. And um, it, it was just one of those first pieces of queer media that I ever saw or listened to and it um it really stuck with me quite a bit so here is acdc by joan jett she got
And that was ACDC by Joan Jett and the Blackhearts. Uh, slightly problematic, but you know what? Has a, a deep meaning for me. Um, so I do want to continue to talk about um, some LGBT activists. Um, sadly, I couldn't find any other um, New Zealand activists, at least not ones um, that had enough information to talk behind them. I'm sure there there are plenty out there. Like, I have no doubt in my mind, but I just can't find them, um, which, which sucks, and I'll have to do more research into that. Um, so, instead, uh, we're going to head over to America and talk about one of the, you know, the, one of the biggest activists, a um, person that kind of started the the gay pride movement, really. Um, and that is Marsha P. Johnson, um, who is a, a, a trans woman and um, was a LGBT rights activist, outspoken advocate for trans people, especially trans people of color, um, which is super cool. And even to this day, we don't have enough people um, uh, standing up for, for trans rights and and you know, being outspoken, um, you know, with obvious exceptions like Laverne Cox and all that. Um, so basically Johnson, um, Marsha, I should say, um, uh, she kind of um, was a big part of the Stonewall riots, which I, I kind of brought up um, earlier. So the Stonewall riots were basically... Um, in 1969, in um, Greenwich Village, I'm I'm fairly certain it's Greenwich Village. Um, they they basically had this um, they had this gay bar that um, a lot of the LGBT um, people around there would go to, and there was this um, in that section of New York. They were basically um, all of the um, queer people would go there because it was it wasn't safe, but it was safer, and they had a community there. And um, basically, bars had a especially that bar you get raided a lot by the police um, because it was basically illegal to um, serve alcohol to people that you weren't known um, LGBT members. Um, so basically. Um, this raid happened. Um, they arrested two people, I think, something like that. And they basically were just, like, not having it. They were they were sick of it. Um, and they started this riot. Um, so Marsha kind of, um, you know, uh, stood up for that. And I think um, she kind of um, – I think she threw the uh, – the first stone, as they say, and like um, a broker window or something, and kind of started the riot and um, that, and that went on for for quite a while. And following up, that um, we had the first ever gay pride parade, which is super cool. And you know that's such a, a big part of so many queer people's lives now. Um, you know that yearly pride parade. Um, Especially the one we had earlier this um, this year, which I didn't I didn't manage to go to, but I heard it was great. Um, actually, have we had two this year? Because I swear we had a, a parade um, before Pride, and then we had another one later on, which I did get to go to, which was fantastic. Um, 
yeah, uh, sorry. Um, so basically from there, um, Marsha P. Johnson um, basically just went into LGBT activism, you know, um, helping um, trans people and um, gay and lesbian people and bisexual people and uh, founded, um, she established, sorry, just looking up the name, um, founded STAR, um, I'm not sure what that acronym is for. I, I have heard it before, but I am not, I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, so it's basically a group committed to helping homeless transgender youth in New York City because a, a lot of queer people were homeless simply because they couldn't get jobs, uh, especially if they're gender diverse, um, having to give up either their gender identity or, you know, that. They could choose their gender identity or a job, really. Um, and a lot of people went into, into sex work, especially there. Um, um, and I think uh, Marsha P. Johnson was also a sex worker. Um, yeah, so um, that's, that's really all I can find at the moment about that. Oh, wait, I found more about um, STAR. Um, stands for Street Transvestite Action Revolutionaries, which is a fantastic name. I feel like that it's a could be a name of like a um, Rocky Horror esque like eighties sci fi movie, <laughs> which I'm I'm all for. If anybody wants to make that movie with me, please hit me up. Um, so it was yeah, as I said about helping uh, homeless trans people, yeah, and they. They even started a a shelter. Um, the the first one apparently was a just a trailer truck, um, just helping to shelter um, young queer people. Um, I don't think it's active anymore. Um, I think it was shut down in the early nineteen seventies. Not sure why, but you know, uh, we need more. We need more places like that. Luckily, we have Inside Out, which are doing. Um, fantastic work um in educating um rainbow uh youth and um people that aren't part of the community just to help you know uh spread that awareness so that we can all just like live our happy lives together um that's all we want um yeah so i think that pretty much concludes um this week's episode of Speak Out. Um, so, yeah, um, honing back to the entire point of this. Um, Day of Silence is on August 18th. Um, you can go to Inside Out um, website and order stickers if you want to become more involved. Um, if you're at school or at, your, you've, at a workplace, um, you can... Um, uh, get a whole bunch of stickers, hand them around, and um, yeah, totally organize something. It might it might be a scramble, but it'll be worth it. Um, and I I intend to talk about some activists at my school to my um, my queer straight alliance, um, and just talk about some activists there as well because I think it's super important that we have um, representation and people to look up to. Um, in the community, especially New Zealand um, uh, queer people, because I feel like um, 
all of this um, activism is happening out there and us in New Zealand, we're just kind of left behind just doing our own thing. But we do have, we have some really incredible people here um, who are doing really incredible things and have done really incredible things. And I'm super proud to, to be a Kiwi and live here. Um, so, yes, August 18th, Day of Silence. Um, and we're just going to close this off by playing a classic, um, Panic at the Disco, Girls, girls, boys, um, which is just fantastic. Also, uh, another another song from my sprouting gayness um, right at the beginning. Um, so enjoy. This is Girls, Girls, Boys by Panic at the Disco.
That program was brought to you by Wellington Access Radio. Get your voice heard. Thanks, New Zealand On Air, for funding the Access Internet Radio Project.